Hi, this is Hacking the Afterlife podcast. So today, I actually have no idea how to introduce our next guest, um, but I'll give it a I'll give it a go by saying uh, he's a journalist, an author, documentary filmmaker, film director, screenwriter, uh, producer, podcaster, YouTuber. I'd say an expert on the afterlife and between lives. Um, you've probably watched his documentaries on Gaia, maybe read his books on Amazon or listened to his podcast on YouTube. Uh, but he's a clever bloke because he has a podcast alongside a psychic medium, which means he doesn't have to worry about content or have the pressure of content. So I've taken that on board. Um, it's another, none other than Rich Martini. Uh, hey. Welcome to the show, mate. Oh, uh, what a treat for me. I was just telling you guys, I had been down to Sydney. And of course, how cool is this that we can have this conversation good. in real time? Yes. I'm in Santa Monica. Yeah. And you guys are in Melbourne. Uh, yeah. You know, wow. Welcome to the and future. I, there you go. But I also think it's a little bit like welcome to the flip side, because okay. it's funny how the net and how this kind of technology mirrors what people are talking about on the other side, this idea that you can travel the speed of thought, that you can hook up with people over there instantaneously, it doesn't matter where they're from or who they are. Mm -hmm. And if it's somebody that you may have known from a previous lifetime, it could be somebody that you just wanna meet. And mm -hmm. it's literally like, I think I'll send them a link and boom, there they are. <laughs> and you you can download all that information from them instantaneously and recall like what what it was like when you knew them in a previous lifetime. So I, the internet is making us, giving us this weird opportunity to experience kind of what it's like on the flip side. So right. would you say that like some people like myself might have like in a shitty internet provider and then someone like Xavier who's a psychic <laughs> medium has like this high speed broadband direct link. Is it just that some people have kind of need to upgrade their like procedures more? I think so. But, you know, if we want to now just take it a little bit into this data world, this world of data, okay. which I like to do, as you know. Uh, so I was reading uh, a book by Dr. Helen Wambach. She was a psychologist out of the JFK University back in the 1970s. She was doing PTSD cases with Vietnam vets. And mm -hmm. she discovered that they were remembering previous lifetimes. And so she, as a scientist who didn't believe that that was possible, tried to devise a way so that she could eliminate bias. And so she would do groups of 10, not individual one-on-one, -on -one, but groups of 10. And then each group would choose, the, the individual would choose a time period that, that they could try to remember. And then she also made a very casual, um, but a two hour session four times. And so you had eight hours of sort of directed hypnosis. And her results were pretty astounding. Most people haven't read her stuff, uh, but like remembering the uh, previous, no, I'll think of it, Life be life Before Lives is one, uh -huh. and uh, Reliving Past Lives is, is her other one. Okay. But both books are case studies, 2,750 case studies. All right, and now we get into, we were talking about earlier, Brian Weiss. Brian Weiss's mm -hmm. work, Many Lives, Many Masters, he's had, it's estimated 4,000 cases of past life memories. So the question then, and Michael Newton, we talked about him, he's got uh, estimated 7,000 reports of people not only recalling previous lifetimes, but the between lives realm. So the question- Which really is, is ongoing with his institute. They're continuing 
they're that, continuing that research. That database, yeah. That's right. <clears throat> and so the question really becomes, really? Why can't we access that? Like, where do I put the quarter in the machine so I can remember my previous <laughs> lifetime? Yeah. So, but I did discover in Discover, I did notice in Dr. Wamba's book, Reliving Past Lives, she had a chapter about filters on the brain. And okay. that with the way she thought about it was that the brain filled like the like this, the brain is like a stereo receiver, gets a big sound wave, and it filters out the information they can't use, so you can make music, right? It limiters and filters. And then she said, the stuff that's filtered out is not conducive to survival. And that's why we don't have it. Now, cut to 50 years later, uh, Dr. Bruce Grayson out of the University of Virginia, he's writing a book about near-death experiences. Also a skeptic, a psychiatrist, but thousands of cases of people accessing stuff on the other side. A whole chapter in there about filters on the brain, where he says the brain filters out this information not conducive to survival same turn of phrase mm -hmm. so the question then is who's got the filters how do you turn them off so yeah. <laughs> if you look at it children some children up to the age of eight roughly when the skull hardens mm -hmm. they can mm. see hear, experience recall remember things that they shouldn't but let's say you know oh you know i was your father in a previous lifetime or whatever yes, they can remember. I, yeah. you know and <laughs> xavier knows and it's like oh they're seeing grandma and as grayson pointed out uh in the uk the statistic is 70 percent of the hospice care workers working with dementia people they report that they suddenly regain their memory just prior to passing as if the filters had died that's the way grayson put it so it, it appears that mediums like xavier not necessarily, I won't call you a medium if you don't call yourself that, but that idea that her filters are different than Michael's, right? Your yeah. broadband, the, yeah. the amount of money you paid to get your Wi-Fi. I know, yeah. It's not the same. I'm the it's same not. way as well. And, you know, and I must say, oh, this is a good story. I don't for know your, if you are. This is a good story for your Australian audience. My yeah. whole life, I saw ghosts, and I just ignored them. I, by the way, is there an angel over my shoulder? No, no, no. There's, there's just uh -huh. black screen. You're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's a plug. That's a plug for my book. Okay, um, excellent. We'll get to that. No, I'll but say. I, so I went to uh, 1970, no, 1996. I took a trip to Sydney to uh, honor Philip Noyes, a friend of mine, film director from Down Under. Rabbit Proof Friends, really brilliant yeah. film. All the, right. yeah, yeah. All the other stuff. But yeah. um, they were doing a thing about Newsfront. And so he had sold his house in Darlinghurst. And he said to me, ah, oh, you're here for you know a couple of weeks. Why don't you just stay in my old house? There's nobody there. There's a bed. Um, and so my first night in his place in Darlinghurst, sound asleep, I wake up, I hear somebody in the room. And I look up, and there's a guy hanging by his neck from a rope. Whoops. Yeah, wow. And <clears throat> it, I sat up. Oh, my God. Like, how did he? How did that happen? <laughs> and the guy looked, but the guy saw me sit up, and he looked down at me, and he said, oh, I'm terribly sorry, man. It's just something I feel the need to do. Oh, he was British. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> sorry, mate. It's just something I need. Anyway, sorry. So 
<laughs> but as he said that, as he said that, a stair, uh, a ladder appeared beneath him, like an orange mm, ladder. Wow! And then he descended, and then when he got to the bottom, he pulled the rope, and it came down like it was a fake knot. So that afternoon, I had lunch with uh, Jan Sharp, Philip's then wife, a film producer from Sydney, and I said, uh, "Hey, what's up with your ghost?" Mm. She said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Well, I saw this guy. He was dressed like a painter." And he was on a ladder and he was hanging from the rafters. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about, but the guy who did paint our house, he did hang himself in another house some miles away. I said, wow. well, he must've liked your house cause he's still hanging around. <laughs> hanging around, <laughs> love it. But, but, but the point is, is that- You said you're not intuitive. Like, didn't you just say you don't have- Well, that's what I mean. In other words, I think we all are mediums. Okay. And it's just that idea that we deny it, we see it, we deny it, we dismiss it. Oh, it's a, you know, it's a dream, it's a memory, it's something I ate last night, pepperoni pizza, which is what I thought most of my life. Because yeah. but once I started doing this research, I realized, oh my gosh, when I really think about it, you know, I'd had a dozen experiences like that. But never one like so specific where the guy mm. talked to me clearly saw that I saw him That's and apologized for what he was doing, which very clearly he was something he said he felt the need to do. Mm, interesting. You know, like repeat that motion. Yeah, stuck but in that kind then, of loop. Stuck in that loop. But since then, mm -hmm. and I'm sure Xavier can talk about this, but uh, you know, you run into somebody who's stuck in a loop. Now you don't have to just go, oh my gosh, there's somebody in my house stuck in a loop. You can say, hey, loop dude, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and have you thought about going home? Yeah, because exactly. Ask him. <laughs> if, you, if you look over your shoulder, there's like a light. It's really you don't have to go, but you could. And by the way, everyone who ever loved you is on the other side of that light. Mm -hmm. So why don't you go and come back and talk to us and let us know how it goes. <laughs> and they never come back. That's a great tip, especially for the kids who aren't sure and they're scared and they tell their parents what they saw and because just because their parents can't see it because their skulls yeah. hard, like you said, <laughs> um, they tell them it must be your imagination. But I love being able to help children or p educate parents to say to your kids, just ask them um, to go, explain to them they can go home. You're freaking me out a little bit. This is a bit weird for me. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Because they're, 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 you know, they used to be here. In the physical, so be respectful, be polite, nothing to be scared of. Just say thanks, bye. I told, yeah, exactly. And I try to wow. mention to people that you know they were here first. Sorry, yeah, don't be rude. Man. You're invading <laughs> their space, mm -hmm. um, and I just didn't realize it. What really? So it's happened a couple of times since then, and, and since this research started, where there was. So for here's an example. I was doing a actually my show is on Gaia tonight. Uh, they've just aired the new episode on Beyond Belief with George Nuri. But I was doing my makeup on the show in Denver, oh, a couple of years ago. And the makeup artist, the producer ran in and said to the makeup artist, oh, tell him about the ghost. <laughs> and so she said, yeah, listen, uh, there's some, you know, we noticed that somebody was smashing the lights when the place was locked down. Somebody was in there and smashing the equipment. And she said, and I saw him. She had walked open, you know, she'd opened the door and walked in and saw this guy. And so I did that technique that we were talking about, which is I freeze the frame. And I said, well, let, well, let's see. 
I'm getting my makeup done. And I go, well, let's see if we can talk to him. And she, could you remember what he looked like? And she had a very specific memory of, you know, this young guy. Um, and so I said, well, let's freeze the frame and ask him some questions. Is it okay? And he said, yeah. And so <laughs> the story that came out of him was that he had died in a fire nearby in, in a nearby in the town uh, in outside of Denver, outside of Boulder. And I said that same thing. I'm thinking, I don't know if this works or not, but I said, now listen, if you look around, there's a light and that light is like a portal. And if you go over there, you can go home. And his reaction was, I don't want to go home. I, you know, I like it here and I'm angry. I like being angry. And, and I said, well, why are you smashing the equipment? He said, because it's people come on the show and lie about the afterlife. Ooh. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going on this show. Um, to lie about like the in a few life. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, is he going to smash me? Or... No. Anyway, I, I just thought that was so wild. And then I just insisted. I said, look, just go close to the light. Stick your head through the light. Look around. See if you see somebody. And he saw an uncle, which he said, the only person who ever liked him. And I said, why don't you go hang out with your uncle for a while? And I'll, you know, when the show's over, you can come back and tell us how it went. Uh, so I went off and did the show. At that moment, they called me to do the show. And when I went back afterwards, the makeup artist said, oh, he came back. And I went, oh, I guess it didn't work. You know, I was hoping it had worked. She said, no, he came back to thank us for help helping him go home. Rich, <laughs> I, I've, I've, got, I've, I've got some questions on your own ethics here, or your own morals here. George <laughs> Nori has got a a afterlife bullshit detector on his show and you happen to distract him while you're on that show for him to then come back later on it's almost like you distracted this this guy from <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that yeah you yeah. can you were, were you worried were you yeah. worried he was going to call you out <laughs> Oh, you mean, no, here's the thing, you know, and Michael, you, this is, I don't know, I'm sure... you distracted him just for the time while you're on the show. I don't know. Is that coincidence? Or... <laughs> well, here's, here's the weird journey I've been on. I mean, you know, okay. just to put it in a nutshell, like, why am I doing this? And I yes. can just, Good the question. basic thing is that in 1996, right around that time period, my dear close friend, Luana Anders, who I'd been with for 20 years, passed away. Mm. And... Uh, she started showing up in my dreams, but as a younger person, not when I okay. knew her. And yeah. I started hearing her voice. And then she started showing me things that I had wasn't aware that you could see. So I would like half in a dream and half awake and half asleep. But then she started showing up to friends of mine, to other people who knew her and saying, oh, you know, I saw her. You can see right through her. And so I uh, orchestrated a couple, I was working on the Charles Grodin show and I orchestrated a, a medium. Uh, James Von Prague came on and I, as an experiment, I said, why don't we just see if we can talk to our friend Luana. Luana came forward uh, and mentioned a photograph that I had put on my refrigerator. And she said, there's, you know, he said, she's telling me there's a photograph that's the essence of your relationship. Well, that photograph was me and her in Rome having cappuccinos and cookies and laughing. And I, I've never said it about any other photograph in my life, but so it's a reflexive experience. I know that I said, oh, look, the essence of our relationship. That's so right. for him to say that, it was a verification for me. It won't, yeah. nobody listening into this will say, oh yeah, there's an afterlife. No, but for me, I knew my friend still existed. And yeah. now it's really bizarre and strange. 
I met Jennifer Schaefer, the medium, about seven years ago. She works with law enforcement on missing person cases, yeah, as well as private stuff. Yeah, very sweet person and does a lot of pro bono work for people. But um, Luana started showing up as soon as I met Jennifer. And Jennifer would say, oh, your friend is here. And I'd say, you know, who? <laughs> and then, so Luana has become the moderator of our podcast on the other side, on the flip side. So Jennifer and I work together. And then I say, so who does Luana want to bring to our show? She's in charge of the guest list. So and wow. it's a it's a funny <laughs> construct because I'm sure this happens to Xavier. Sometimes, you know, people show up uninvited, you know, while you're having, you know, whatever cappuccino in the morning. I have I can say to them, look, I, I would love to chat with you. I don't know if I believe I'm chatting with you, but you have to get on Luana's list if you want to talk to us. You got to go to her. And then I go into, you know, I go to our podcast and I said, Jennifer, who's here? And then she'll name the person that wow. I saw. So it, I, the point is, I talk more to Luana now than I did when she wow. was on the planet on wow. a weekly basis. So wow. awesome. That's great so, that she chose us to come and assist you with this to to bring you yeah. together for the podcast and then help enlighten and open the minds of so many people that are tuning in to understand well, that you don't die you just change. well and then be I just change form but it, it, but at the same time i didn't mean to put that word in your mouth sorry but whatever that change yes yeah. but i but i was going to say what what kind of what i'm focused on is process so I ask her a lot of questions about the process. So how is, how are you doing that? Well, how, what's your frequency compared to mine? Mm -hmm. Are you traveling at the same rate? And then she'll say, no, no, I, we have to slow way down. Like being in a supersonic transport, talking to somebody in a VW, you know, traveling around a dirty road with the windows up, you know, yeah, they right. slow the plane down. Yeah. so that they can communicate with us and they can only get a couple of words or thoughts or images in our direction because we're run, we're driving along in our bw you see so it's that when we're asleep or under hypnosis like michael knows mm -hmm. then we have dropped away the filters and now we're traveling at, let's say relatively the same rate of speed so that they can communicate can I ask, but just the like when we're talking about the filters, you put it in a really interesting way, like the like radio receiving, yeah. like tuning in and stuff. And that um, at that age where the filters were on, some people talk about it as being the veil. So certain times of moon cycles, a certain time of the year, like I think it's Halloween, the veil is a bit thinner, so you've got a better opportunity. Do you think that this is like a um, spiritual veil or do you think like the skull is like a physical veil or is it conditioning what, what do you think this kind of well it's a great question and I, you know it really becomes down to nomenclature and words that we use sure. yeah. to examine so of course i came across the you know the term the veil in myself you know i would hear it or somebody having a conversation about it and I just have to reflect on the fact that the last time I was talking to Luana about the veil, she corrected me and said, there is no veil. That's just okay. a mental construct. That's a human construct. So <laughs> eh, that's easy for her to say, but in terms of our experience, you know, there's a reason we can't talk to everybody, right? 
there's a reason yeah, thank there's goodness physiologic yeah and imagine what a you know how what, what that would be like trying to go to the grocery store and being surrounded <laughs> by you know everybody's brother and their you know whatever or going to a starbucks and trying to get a coffee and you recognize the barista like poisoned you in a previous lifetime so you know <laughs> So it's it it makes sense that we do have these these blocks so that we we yeah. aren't so. However, and I'm sure you've heard this, it appears, and maybe it's the internet. I don't know, but it appears that the veil is thinning, or the holes in the veil are are kind of predominant. And when I ask the question to people, you know, why is that? Why is this happening? They'll say, well, it's time. They'll say it's what happens with civilizations, and at some point, you there's a shift in consciousness now in one of the sessions we did uh it's in the book it's a wonderful afterlife we were talking to a guide on the flip side and and the question to him was uh i wasn't doing i was uh, filming scott detamble hypnotherapist in uh, los angeles trained the newton method but so he was asking this question and one of her questions was well what's the shift in consciousness what does that mean and the guide said, oh, you humans, you think by naming things, that'll give you a better handle on it. Well, <laughs> I got news for you. He said, in terms of the cosmos, your shift isn't a big deal. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> oh, you mean like in terms of Saturn running into Jupiter? But, but he said, but if you want to understand a shift in consciousness, imagine yourself a little tiny crab walking on the ocean floor, You're walking along and you open your eyes and you realize, hey, I'm in an ocean. That's a shift in consciousness. That idea, I mean, and the, when he said it, it, I thought, you know, oxygen, we, we see it as something etheric and we don't see it, air, but it has the same qualities of water, you know, yeah. O2, H2O. And imagine if we knew or could realize that oxygen is just like water. I mean, would we ever pollute it? Would you cut down a tree? Never, because that's giving you oxygen. You see, I mean, then the whole process, we just can't see it. So we don't really address it or talk about it or think about it. Anyway, I just thought that was a wild thing for him to say, but it was so cute. Mm. You know, the little tiny crab walking along. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Luana with me. Oh, now, she's come on. <laughs> Oh, no, it sounds like cliche because we're on the don't, show. No, don't, don't try not to judge it. And we yes. didn't, Jennifer, let her in. The audience entertainment. Let her in. Let her Thanks in. Too. Ages, and she keeps saying to me, Well, he can talk. <laughs> like she's waiting for you to stop talking, and I have to put my hand up to interrupt you because you went, Shut up. So she can <laughs> let you know that she's here. <laughs> That's great. No, Lou, I got some questions for you, my dear. Oh, what, my what's up? What's up? So, well, let's ask process wise, what were you doing? prior to this or did you orchestrate us to get together so that we can have this conversation yes she she wants to let you know that she started off she tricked she was cheeky i was distracted while you're talking because she sat on my lap she's wearing like a whitish sundress and a really big floppy hat like oversized and she span and then i felt nauseous like i was spinning too and i asked her to make it stop and like the nausea to go we we're having a conversation in my mind yeah yeah as you were talking and then it made me like burp which stopped me from feeling nauseous from spinning and then she told me yeah, she was just telling me about how you talk so much um and i have to put my hand up or i won't get a word in That's edgeways 
No, no, absolutely. And she, uh, and, and it's true. I do talk too much and, and she has interrupted. So, but, but Lou, but uh, you know, so this is a weird construct for the, all your audience paying attention. So Luana Anders is a, was an actress for uh, whatever, 58 years, nah, you know, not of her whole life, but she was in over 300 films and TV shows, including Easy Rider, quite a few other things. And so uh, she's a very well-respected actress among her friends, but also a, a very spiritual person among her friends, because a number of them have come to me and said, you know, I've had these incredible dreams about her. And so Luana, I, would you put in uh, Xavier's mind um, when you first reference a classroom on the other side, you were talking about being in another universe. You said everyone was dressed in white, speaking in a language that you had never heard before, but somehow you completely understood. Can you explain to Xavier what was that class about? No language. Mm -hmm. I'm just getting that it was another language that you couldn't understand, but the point of the class was to understand that you can communicate with anybody um, and it doesn't matter. Like the language doesn't matter because it's in your mind regardless of the sound. Telepathic. Yeah, telephone. Interesting. All <laughs> right. Yeah, no, very good. And so uh, is that what you're doing on the flip side, Lou? Are, uh, in telepathy, are you helping? Uh, this is what I'm aware of. You're helping people Dragging, over there. Going, well, at the moment, she's just like, well, that's how we've been talking. So, duh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> duh. Hello? <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I got a rosary, weird question. She wants to, she shows, not rosary beads, Um, the beads that you pray, pray you, what Mick has them around his wrist. You, you pray. Yes, yes. Yeah, count. mala beads. Mala beads. Yeah, she's just showing yeah. those from her past when you're talking about spirituality. She mentioned, so I don't know if you know about her having a string of beads. It was a bit new new age and different then. Oh, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. She was a, a Buddhist, and it was kind of how I met her on the flip side is because I decided <laughs> I would take a, a class with Robert Thurman, Uma's dad, who was a scholar at, uh, you know, oh. and, uh Hey, Shiva. Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, wait a minute. Did I lose you there? Hold on. No, I don't it's, think no, so. No, okay. All we right, can there we see go. you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Some, something goofy got my. So, uh, anyway, and. Sorry. Um, RJ, <laughs> yeah. would you bring me, would you bring me a set of mala beads? Oh, sure. Uh, Please. Thanks, my son. Um, that wasn't yes. from the flip side. That was here, right? <laughs> that was <laughs> RJ's checking. Here. I don't know what the hell is going on. Right the now. ones that so, are right up there. And so the reason and the reason I'm going to bring them over to you is because, look, Luana said this many times. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Said this many times, you know, which is meditation can not only cure the illnesses that people have mentally. And she was a, a Nichiren Shoshu Buddhist. So she, Nam Myoho Kyo. And she prayed every day. And she said many times from the flip side that praying, praying, chanting saved her life and the and she wants us to reiterate that that you can literally change your life and you don't have it doesn't have to be to buddha it doesn't have to be about buddha but the idea of chanting to heal others heals us there's a great study by richard davidson at the university of wisconsin where he talks about mind science on how the Tonglen meditation, the Tibetan meditation, Tonglen, can cure or alleviate symptoms of depression. And I attended a lecture he gave at UCLA where he talked about it. And uh, one session, 
can change the shape of the amygdala, which regulates serotonin. So you've heard about serotonin inhibitors. Imagine that you could change the shape and help regulate serotonin just by, and the meditation is healing somebody else. Mm. So that idea that you can heal other people through meditation is a really profound, Anthony Bourdain, I mentioned that in the uh, podcast today, or not the podcast, the uh, George Nuri thing. He came through, and and Jennifer, who was talking to him directly, said he's showing me monks chanting, and I, like an idiot, said, uh, "Oh, did you used to meditate?" And his answer was, "No, you fool. If I had, I'd still be on the planet." <laughs> so he was trying to yeah. impart that message yeah. so i'm sorry yeah. i'm talking but luana what does lou <laughs> want to say what does she want to say to michael anything <laughs> i think she already has <laughs> um so she was just showing me as you were talking um she just did this with her hand and a, a rainbow appeared i was just talking about um reminding us that we can all manifest and create whatever the heck we want to, which is something I talk about all the time. So I love that she just reiterated that. Um, and I get, she gave me like a download of information, which is a big block, like a lot of confirmation yeah. at once. That's how, sort of how we get it. It takes one second, but it feels like a story. But anyway, before you were even mentioned mixed name, she it's like she knew you were going to say that. Um, and we had a great chat yesterday, actually, Mick and I, about his evolution and his um, abilities and what he can channel and that she was just basically applauding his journey. And, um, and that's why he was guided to contact you to hook us all up. There he we was go. channeling back then. So we would all be, we're part of the same. Um, well, so think of that. I just think about that for a second. I, I asked the question, Yeah. <laughs> you know, Lou, do you have anything for Mick? And, and her answer was to show you a visual of the yes. conversation that you had yesterday. Yes, and, and this is what I found that's so <laughs> fascinating in this work, which is we can ask a medium a question and the medium then gives us a download or a visual of what they've just gotten from this person on the other side. But we also then can translate it because, yes. you know, it's like if, you, if Mick wasn't here, you might have said, oh, she's she's saying you should talk to your friends more often. You see, you might have translated it that way. But because yes. of the content of what Mick was talking about. Mm -hmm. That's what she wanted to to note. I'll tell you what, Lou, because we have you. And what the hell? This is so funny because Jennifer, uh, in my <laughs> podcast, Jennifer has been uh, in Europe. So because we have you, is there anybody on your list today for this oh. conversation for Xavier or Michael that might want to come through and talk to them? And I'll I'll help ask you questions. And Michael, you can chip in if you want. Sure. I don't even know if he's, I thought he was alive. I don't even know if he's dead or alive. Don't, don't judge it. Don't judge it. What's the first name of the person? He said Marlon Brando, but is he alive? Okay, very good. All right. You, please don't judge it. The reason I say don't judge it is because I completely understand what she's talking about. All right. So my dad is a yeah. massive movie buff and he would just die if he heard this whole conversation. He'd no, no dying. no dying. No <laughs> dying. All right. So because, and this is wonderful because Mick and Xavier are not aware of our conversations with Marlon. Or why, why we could have a conversation with Marlon. So, Lou, do you, want to, uh, do you want to talk about Marlon or do you want to bring Marlon into this conversation? It's up to you. <laughs> I know what questions to ask him. He's it's laughing fine. at me freaking out so much. Like, 
just gone so red. <laughs> okay, well, all right. So I, I guess, see, you know, look, I, I like to say there's no hierarchy on the flip side. Let's just allow right. that. They're just lights, right? So yeah. Marlon, the energy that was Marlon, has come <laughs> forward. Well, let's tell me what he looks like. About how old does he look to in your viewpoint, your filters? Um, now he's from the Godfather, yes. Yes, correct. So does he look? Seeing, like, I'm seeing the scene from like with this big, a big cigar. Okay, so that like kind of like that. that kind of look. Okay, because that's how I would recognize him. All right, and so so yeah. Chuck, I'm uh, sorry. So Michael. This is an example of stuff you can do with Xavier, okay. which is to ask questions that she does not know the answer to, but you know the person on the other side does. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this, Marlon. Oh, well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, I could ask you questions. <laughs> do I, I take the cotton wool out of my mouth first? Yeah, please. <laughs> yes, we can't understand you if you're talking like that bird. <laughs> Is that one Marlon Brando? That's how bad I am with like movie stars. It's, is that the guy that actually played the Godfather? Yeah, that's the guy who okay. was the Godfather in the Godfather. <laughs> and recently, if you, it's on Paramount Plus, and they have the scene where the actor puts the. What do you think about this film called The Offer, Marlon? Even if Michael and the Offer, uh, the offer. are you familiar with it, uh, Marlon? What's your opinion of it? I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm just getting jokes like, did they make you an offer you can't refuse? And that's from a movie too, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, it is. And that's why they call this thing the offer. Oh, okay. They make you an it's, offer. He's, he's doing his it's book. Actually, it's actually the making of The Godfather. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and it's a miniseries. I'm, uh, so, what's, but, so, Marlon, we need a thumbs up, thumbs down. What's your opinion of it? Or have you even not paid any attention? He's doing it so, like this to be. Okay, fun. that's nice. It's very generous. Appreciate that. Have you <laughs> seen your buddy Wally recently? Are you still hanging out with Wally? He's showing me like Lou, Lou did before. He just did a rainbow. Wow. Manifest at any time? Well, I mean, like, is... he's on the other side of the rainbow. Like it's... um. It's just something about time and colors and and all right. Like his Wally was a Wally was a good friend of yours in life, and I know you guys were pals for a long time. I'm just curious if you guys have been hanging out, yes. or, or if uh, you. So, what would you want? What do we want to impart from your perspective? You know, here you are having a conversation with us, and is it because Luana roped you into it, or were you not doing anything tonight? He's doing. He said he's doing it for for me, oh. to <laughs> um, to to remind me, and then the people listening that would know that I'm totally freaking out right now that this is happening so accurately and easily. Like I know I'm a medium, and and so many people can tune in easily, and so this is intense for me even. Um, yeah. Don't do the mediumship part as often. Um, and I'm pretty chuffed and he's, he's doing it to show me and then the people listening and watching um, that how easy it is that anyone can come through. And like you said, there's no hierarchy. Um, we're all the same. He's just, he's like just an actor, like whatever. You can be, he's on the same level as he's saying, okay, he's show me a bus stop, bus driver and people that work at service stations and like anywhere. We're all the same. Everybody's equal. 
and we're all this. Oh, you just said, and we are the same. Like you're just reiterating, we're the same person. Well, that's beautiful. I can tell you that the first conversation I had with him, where I invited him to come and talk to us, he was very reluctant. You know, recalcitrant, just like nothing to say. And now, relationship. So, what's the difference, Marlon? Why are you so willing to talk to us now when you weren't originally? And I mean, of course, that was. For him, it feels like five minutes ago, I'm sure. The answer comes really fast. So it's like, that's why I think that's why they interrupt all the time because it, the answer comes before you finish asking the question. Um, because they had to, they have to make sure that the people here that I connect with are from a heart space and will share the information the right way and explain the right way without um. it going to their head or using it for the wrong reasons or um so it's helpful. <laughs> the banner it's helpful. the banner headline marlin speaks <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's helpful and constructive and um for people to learn and grow from not you know it's getting used the right way so you to check see if you could trust you basically um. so how does luana who is my dear friend how does luana appear to you marlin if you're going to look over at luana anders what do you see I mean, I, you know, I have an image of her in my mind and clearly light. Xavier does. Light. 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 What color? White. White. Shimmering or flat? Yeah, you can see um, pink and I'm seeing her like this now too. So it's showing, it's showing me her essence is what I'm getting told it is in essence. Like white and then with a pink soft glow in the middle kind of make me think of like heart chakra, although she said it doesn't represent that the chakra as much it's just the color that's emanating it's just but it's a weird pink it's pink that i don't really know okay very good I, very good <laughs> well let's ask lou what does that pink represent in a term or a phrase creation creation very good uh and i have a question for both marlon and luana and what's great about this question is that mick and xavier won't know who i'm talking about <laughs> our friend, our mutual friend, Sally, has now come over to the flip side. And what was that like for you? Have you been hanging out with Sally? Have you seen Sally? Um, and what was that like for you when you did see her? Because I'm going to assume that you have. I'm feeling a whole lot of love. So I just feel like I need to tune into that for a second. She's just emanating love. I'm just seeing flowers <laughs> like bouquets of flowers she's like sim giving me symbols now instead of explaining words that's fine so, like flowers in terms of presentation like welcome home that kind of a thing or flowers yeah, so just when like i beauty. get shown flowers normally when i'm connecting with someone's loved one in spirit they offer flowers um to say i love you um and oh, sometimes beautiful. they're saying i'm sorry um as well well yeah, i think this but, might might have been more about love yeah, it's not, not, not down on her knees or anything like that. So it's just massive bouquet, over-the-top over um, bouquet of flowers. Like, all, right. just, all expenses spared. Like, so she just laid out the red carpet. <laughs> it just popped in my head. <laughs> Very good. Red um, carpet. And Sally, Sally uh, let me ask you, have you seen Marlon playing his bongos or no? Is he not playing bongos anymore? It's like they're just, like, laughing at, like, how you're putting the physical terms of human bodies. In well, the they know what I'm referring to. Very okay. insane. Like All right. So I'm going to tell you, this is Sally Kellerman who passed away okay. about a month ago. And Sally Brando, new 
Marlon knew Sally when she was a waitress before she became a movie star in the movie Mash and an Oscar-nominated actress. Wow! And Go when ahead. and he invited Sally back to his house, took his clothes off, and was playing the bongos and chasing her around. <laughs> so the fact that I would mention the oh, bongos okay. is why they're laughing. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. See if I would see any more imagery with that one before they they were just joking at the concept of the human. Like, yeah, so it was just like the music. Yes, is, right. I'm I'm referring to it. And then the weird I'm thing was she, the next. Well, the next day, the next day, she told all of her friends like I stayed yeah. overnight at Marilyn's house and he chased me, but I never I didn't sleep with him. And they were all like, "Get out of here!" No one believed her. Nobody, <laughs> nobody believed that that happened. And he left her a note, you know, in the morning. It said, you know, uh, coffee, whatever, in the kitchen. Anyway, I've, you know, listen, Jennifer and I have had quite a few conversations with him, uh, you know, and they're in my books, Backstage Pass, the flip side. And the construct is so unusual because Luana uh, was in, like I say, over 300 movies. And there's quite a few actors that Luana was close friends with that are close friends with him. Wally is Wally Cox who was underdog in the television show as well as, but he was like a comedian, uh, you know, a really quirky comedian and they were best friends, Marlon and Wally. So um, I have to interrupt again. So Marlon please. and Sally were joking about the whole, how you said he chased her, but didn't sleep with her. It's like, because um, when they crossed over, they've had past life connections before where they have slept together. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Not I love that. after all so maybe they knew on some level been there done that <laughs> you know and what a wonderful thing to hear i mean you know for <laughs> most people they're, they're going to put it in their minds like wait a minute are we talking about marlon brando the actor well again no we're not we're talking about marlon <laughs> it's, brando it's an energy spirit. yeah yeah the person that's on the flip side yeah. is pal luana uh luana what do you want to what do you want michael to talk about what do you want to bring michael up to speed what, what what does she want to say to you? Yeah, poor Michael, we just took over. <laughs> She's saying that. Um... That's, I'm normally the Richie just doing yeah, all you're the this guy, yeah. and she doesn't right, right, right. get a word in. <laughs> so, so she's waiting for you to um, talk to her, Michael, instead of. Okay. Okay. Very good. Spotlight. Very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. That's... <laughs> so, so Lou and please uh, step in. You have any, anything you want to add? Look, it's, it's always a treat to know you're here and how how Very interesting privileged. this is how wonderful that is for her to step forward to remind me yeah. that that she's available not just through jennifer who i talk to every week you see so then your brain starts going well i have to talk to jennifer to talk to a lot yeah, no, clearly not so mm -hmm. mick let me talk to you a little bit about your journey what was your first conscious thought that you might be able to do this kind of work <laughs> that I might be able to do which kind of work? Hypnotherapy, <laughs> hypnosis, or, or that got you in that field? Oh, good point. Um, the reverse interviews. A lot of, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, med <laughs> well, there's a lot of meditation, which is, you know, come up here. Thanks, Luke. Um, a, lot of, a lot of meditation uh, over many years. And then but self go back, go back. I want you to go back a little. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go back a yeah. little further. Yeah. Your first, your first conscious thought. It could be a little kid where you felt like spirit existed or or there there would be a reason to talk to spirit oh i see yep okay what uh pro oh, probably 
probably when I was, oh, I can't remember the first one actually, but when I, when I was younger growing up, I did have a lot of presence. Like I, I could sense presence kind of in the room and in the house. And my sister would see the same thing and the same presence at the same end of the house, which is really interesting. So, um, so well, let yeah. me, let me, let me interrupt you again. Please. <laughs> and so when you say presence, yeah. uh, was it a male or a female? Uh, I'd say male. I'd say male. And I, if you don't mind, we're just going to do a little quick rich martini here. This is what yeah, I do. This is great. So let's invite this fella in to talk with us. Let's picture ourselves on a boat on a river. Just imagine yourself okay. being in a boat. Right? Mm -hmm. And where where is this boat? Where is this river? Oh, it's the same boat that I send people on when I do hypnosis. <laughs> it's a little white boat. It's, it's out in a, in a river somewhere. It's not in Australia. It's, it's just like a really... Nice, calm like river. That. Nothing can jump out and eat you. All right, very good. All right, it's not a, it's not in Bondi. Yeah, okay. It's so, not but, a. There's no rivers in Bondi. It's just big waves. I'm just saying, babies. no big wave. You know, crashing it. <laughs> That's Shark. Um, yeah. But I, if I could ask this person to sit across from you in the boat, yep. this male, um, yep. this person who was there when you were a little toddler. Mm -hmm. uh, about how, and if you could manifest a little bit, that would be great. Yep. And how about yep. how old is this fella? Oh, I don't know. I think it's irrelevant, um, but presents, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe 30s, 40s. Okay, uh, just a great image. And white hair, what color hair? I'm sorry. All, all black, all black. Okay, color eyes? Uh, I can't see the eyes. All right, let's do, let's do something. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, that's all right. Can, I, can you give us a name or a letter to reference you? Um, Jay? Jay. So, Jay, can I ask you some questions? Sure. Let's have a go. All right. And, uh, Jay, do you know what I'm going to ask you next? Uh, no, it's up to you. <laughs> That's your All job. right. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Sometimes <laughs> they do. We're like, yes. Okay. Fine. <laughs> just got so, That's your job. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, would you like to uh, show Michael his council? I don't know if Michael's been in to visit his council. Can you, would you take us there? Are we inside or outside? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, neither. <laughs> so you're out, outside I mean, a, in the let, let's space? Let's say it's, it's a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. In space? So you look around, you're seeing stars or grass? Uh, no, I, I, I see like a, a, like a holographic place. It's not a real place, but it's the best way to describe it is that it's holographic. Okay. Are there, I don't uh, know if that helps. Are there? That's okay. Are there? Am floors? I saying the right things, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's whatever comes to mind. Are there floors up, in this holographic place? Is there a floor? Um, What's it made of? We're all standing on the same level, but there is no floor, just walls. All right. And how many individuals are in here in this room? Uh, at this stage, there's there's like six. 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 Very good. And are they lined up in a line, or are they sitting or standing or semicircle? Well, huddle, huddling around, semicircle. Yeah. Okay. Very good. First, I want to thank them for allowing us to have this conversation live. And if you could <laughs> go to the first person on your left, is mm -hmm. it a male, a female, or a light? Uh, this one's more of a light. Yeah. On the All left. Right. And what color light? Uh, like a white light. And can I ask you some direct questions? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you represent on mixed council? Yeah. In a word or a quality? 
uh, knowledge. Knowledge, very good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And let's ask you, how is Mick doing? Uh, as best as can be expected. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, very good. And no course corrections he needs to, to make or anything? Just pretty much he's doing... Uh, there's been course corrections, apparently. So there you go. Okay, very good. And so let me ask the spirit, uh, what's a name that we can use to refer to you or a letter? Don't know why, but Freddie. Freddie, that's okay. fine. And Freddie, could you manifest as a Freddie so that he can have yep. this conversation yep. with you? All right, very yep. good. But how, yep. Describe Freddie. Um, uh, probably young kind of teenager. Um, brown Color hair. hair? Yeah, brown, brown hair. hair. Yeah. Beard, no beard? No, no beard. Color eyes? Uh, brown eyes. Brown eyes. All right, very good. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, what's your name? What's the name we can use? Freddie. Freddie, Freddy. so have you ever had a lifetime with uh, Mick? Yes, yeah, many. A... Many. And mm -hmm. would you show him a previous lifetime that you two guys have had together? Uh, yeah, he showed me one that I've already seen before. So there you go. So it was a... Oh, very good. And uh, what, year, what year or time period was this? Uh, I think it was, it was around the Bronze Age. Around the Bronze Age. Okay. And mm -hmm. were you guys brothers or friends or what was your relationship uh he was in my kind of platoon or oh group soldiers mm. yeah, okay very good all right and what was the main learning uh what was the knowledge that he gained from that lifetime uh it was more about control as a leader um you've only got so much control over things oh. that happen and you don't know the, the whole story so you have to go along with your heart and your your intuition trusting that even if things seem like they've gone wrong maybe that's part of it so freddie would you do us a favor and introduce us to the person on your left mix uh, right okay uh yeah it's hard to see actually a male a female or a light hmm. it's back to that tall figure that tall black figure tall black figure and mm. Can I ask you some questions? Would you put that in mixed mind? Yes, no? Yeah, he's knelt down for it. He's very big. <laughs> and what do you what do you represent on mixed council? Protection. Protection. Yeah. Very good. And if you could, just for the purposes of the conversation, I mean, let me ask you, I should have asked uh, Freddie this. Freddie, are you aware of me and my work? Yes. Okay, so is Michael. So, there you go. So. And, and so is this guy, Michael. Yeah. So Michael, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. There you Look, go. <laughs> it's just what Xavier was saying. You know, they anticipate the question. He's already yeah. he answered my next question. So, ah. so Michael, have we met before? Uh, no. No. Okay, very good. And no. so would you manifest as something for Mick so he can sort of see you? And it's okay. Whatever the image is that pops into his mind, it, it's not going to disturb him, I hope. I'm <laughs> fine. I mean, you might not be from this planet. You might be from another realm. You might be from somewhere else. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting that it's like an angel. Oh, very good. I've, mm. I. That's what I assumed. Okay, mm. very good. And mm. Michael, Michael, could we refer to you as a, an angel we might have known or met named Michael? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. All right. Very good. Well, let me ask you a couple of goofy questions, God, Michael. Please answer. Um, would you manifest so he can see your wings? I mean, if you have wings, do, can he see them? Are they white? What color are they? 
Yeah, it can make wings uh, and they're like, they're not white, white. They're kind of like off white. Okay. And what yeah. do they represent in terms of, I mean, in terms of, a, a, are they a, a mode of transportation or are they, <laughs> it's what so do you funny. use I wondered what I wondered why I said this. I was literally going to say not transport. And you said, are they a mode of transportation? <laughs> not transport. <laughs> that well, that so was a, that's, He knows yeah. what I'm going to ask. Okay. He knows that I'm going to ask him this question. So, there are they metaphors for like for the location they're metaphors for location okay and and the idea that you can travel michael can you travel to other realms um it, everything's within reach everything within reach so yeah the idea of going to another realm i've heard this before that you know that they can travel through portals and so you know the only thing is walking into a room because they <laughs> they have to turn sideways because the things are so big. <laughs> I understand that. And so has has Mick seen you before in meditations as you're as he's seeing you now? Uh, no. Okay, I, this is new information, you see. Mm -hmm. So I think it's yeah. important to sort of note that. This is something you have. So can you reach over, uh, Michael, reach over and tap or touch Mick, maybe on the top of his forehead and generate a feeling that he can experience now. And that's kind of like your signal to let him know that you're available for a conversation. Can you do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. And, uh, and that's really just to let you know that he's always available. Of course, that would be an obvious thing for everyone. Now, uh, we could go through every person on the council, but let's just go to the spokesperson if we can. Is there a spokesperson or somebody that sort of is in charge of this council? And, and if they could raise their hand. <laughs> all of them pointed to Freddie. <laughs> oh, well, that's went, fine. And Freddie went like this, like, all right. <laughs> uh, you got me. Yeah. So knowledge. Well, of course, knowledge, because you're, you're aware of so much. What did Michael represent on his council? In a word. Yeah, it's it's um, it's like gu guidance. Guidance. Okay, yeah, very good. Guidance. So knowledge, yeah. knowledge, and guidance. And look, you have a number of people in this council for you to look at, to talk to, to mm. access. And obviously, we don't have to do hypnosis to do that. Mm. But I found mm. that every everybody has a council, and every council is tethered to us so that they're there to help us and it's fascinating because i was going to say i mean i'm just a little aside here while the council's listening to me blab away um, listening. <laughs> i've just finished a book about councils and it's okay. it's literally about 30 or 40 trips to councils from different people who many have never met me before don't know anything about the work and i'm doing the same thing i'm doing now which is just to ask a guide, whoever that is, could be their grandmother, could be a friend on the flip side, walk us into the council. And some councils who don't know my work, because not everybody does, some of them are like reluctant to give up these details and information because it feels to them like we're skipping ahead. That, you know, so, but in your case, I, they have no problem showing you stuff that you probably have already yeah. accessed many times. Yeah, and yeah. you know it's it's rare when they say no. And we were talking about Simon's podcast, and when the last podcast I did with Simon, 
they had told him no. <laughs> he, wow. Somebody had done a session with him and he got to his council and they said, no, you can't come in here because he's not ready yet. And Preparation. So, yeah. Yeah. And, but then, but then he asked me and I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to sneak him in? You know, how to strap, <laughs> distract them. Look Did you get him, in? <laughs> get him in? Well, what they said was, and, and it was funny because he said, oh, that guy who rejected me last time is here and he's coming over. And I said, just ignore him. Just let's go past him. And he said, no, no, he's following me around. And then, and then I, so I stopped and I made him stop and talk to him. And I said, what's your, what's your beef? And he just said, you know, he wasn't ready. He's ready now. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So yeah. we had that conversation. So for, before we go anywhere, I just want to say, you know, Lou, is this what you had in mind? Uh, we talk a little bit to mixed counsel uh, to show people mm -hmm. how easy it is to have this conversation with your, these are the people who help you construct your journey mm. that your hey. lifetime. Go ahead. She wants you to know, um, then I feel a bit, we feel that we're a bit special now because of how she's explaining this. She comes through not just with any medium and anybody that you can chat with, there are particular ones that she knows are, um, like we were talking about before, like heart-centred and coming from the right space to share the knowledge and open the minds of new people. So mm. she's helped choose the correct people for you to interact with that can share. Um, so this is what she wanted. She She's reiterating that we're from the same like the soul groups um so she lines she's she can see them like um how she's got the pink in the middle she's just referring to it's the yeah. same color everyone's in the same it's the same vibration or energy um there and she can spot everybody um as an essence and she can see ours with her um well that's really cool because yeah that's confirmation for me how i explain to people that our whole soul can't fit in the physical body so she can see the rest like she can communicate with our higher selves the rest of us um there and the same color is the same soul family so they're all the white with the pink in it is the same group that's what she's explaining wow and what a, that's fascinating like well, to the body down below um connecting us to our well self. thank you lou i appreciate that and and in just in terms of yeah. the data and research and you know people have filmed it it's that idea that we all bring a portion of our conscious energy. And mm -hmm. as you just eloquently described it as a visual, you know, that kind of that pink energy within a white structure, we bring a portion of that to our lifetime on stage. Yes. The, the yeah. wonderful, the, the wonderful construct is while we're on stage with the filters, mm -hmm. we're not really aware of all this other stuff. However, a portion and it appears to be more than, than we think more of us is always back home always able always. to interact and so that's a very unusual thing because also on stage you know drama happens all the time conflict happens all the time and it's very hard for people to put their minds around the fact that they might have a portion of themselves going <laughs> oh look at this come here come here no oh my god look what he did <laughs> yes. you know that they could observe us love us be connected to us people are asking ask me a lot on quora uh that we have a, I have a form hacking the afterlife but they ask me that lot a lot about the idea of why you know why don't we retain all this information and my point is the, the self back home retains it all Gosh. there's no delete yeah. key and yeah. it's all stored on portable hard drives in your akashic library let's call it that yeah. and you can access that information 
you know, you don't have to, but if you need to, you can. And so this journey that we have, and Luana was an actor. And so that idea that she would embody other people, other humans, that was very empowering for her. What she laughed, she, why is she making you laugh? Because we're all actors, because the world's a stage and we're all just playing our part. And she's like, we're all yeah. actors. She's doing, she keeps doing fake fainting, like being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, see how good I am. We can all do that. And there's lots of drama queens on earth and they're all act, we're all actors. And she just keeps laughing at the fact. She's some just got paid for it and others didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so fascinating. And of course, Marlon, but many actors consider to be the greatest actor of all time. And I'll never forget the interview he did with Connie Chung on uh, CBS one day. And he said, me, the greatest actor? No, my dog is. My dog's the greatest <laughs> actor because he pretends to like me when he's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's such an interesting observation. I Look, people do get offended by that when you talk about it that way. I mean, I know I've heard it. Because, you know, if you say, well, it's a play. We're in a play. We constructed the play. And then it, it feels like we're diminishing their pain, their suffering, their drama, their, their whatever. But in essence, we're elevating their drama. And the yeah. people that are more courageous yeah. are the ones who choose Less lifetimes aware. that are more difficult. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so those, and even though, the, you know, they, and, and so when you see somebody really struggling, I now find myself saying, oh my gosh, I have to honor you yeah. for Good choosing honor. such a difficult role. Yes. I mean, you really must be, you're probably going to be some kind of heart surgeon in a future lifetime. I mean, the yeah. fact that you could go through all of these different dramatic things. Well, and I think I'm sorry, so, Marlon just said everyone's, everyone's been um, the best actor. Like we've all been that character too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, going while I have a coughing fit. <laughs> no I, worries. I, I think I think as well. It's about what's um, helpful to people as well. So you know, to just go around to everyone that's having a really hard time and go, "Oh, this is just life. It's just a play. You know, you'll get over it." Obviously, doesn't help the person in the time. So <laughs> I, th I think it's about timing with that kind of information as to whether or not it's you know really offensive or not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, so absolutely. Good, sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's. Because it is very true, isn't it? Um, if you look at life and what it is, there's much bigger things than sure. What we and think then, is our you know, drama. I think yeah. I think there's that thing. If you can listen with uh, empathy, if you can yeah. listen with compassion, then even the and I try it. It's very hard on Quora because you know people come in. I, I must say that I have people come in from the religious groups and yep. then the science groups, and they both they can't believe what I'm saying and they get furious about it. And it's, it's funny because on, on opposite sides of the spectrum, they're both adamant that I'm out of my mind. But if you can listen with empathy, I've seen it happen where people, they go from, I don't believe a word you're saying to, well, that's weird. I did have one experience. And then that one yeah. experience shows them that consciousness is not confined to the brain, that yeah. they can experience things that are outside our reality and then that everything else tumbles down and the whole veil falls the curtain falls the curtain falls yeah and all the actors are there you know waiting to talk to us cool is that it's very cool i know um some gurus have talked about how you should honor people that aren't on an enlightened path because they're playing the game much more seriously taking this life game much more seriously than you are 
because you're looking for <laughs> the enlightenment. So you should honour those people that aren't looking for enlightenment as well, because at least they're playing the part better. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the fervor that I've encountered in my life, you know, where, you know, people will say, you know, you're a heretic or you're, you're uh, whatever. But, you know, if you do, and I'm sure you've done, I don't know, how many, how many hypnosis sessions have you done on yourself, Mick? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 30, a dozen? 40. 30, oh, 40. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Other, so you let another hypnotist work with you? Yeah, so I've, I've uh, let other hypnotists work with me, particularly with the past life stuff. So I've probably had about 10 or 11 of those. Yeah. Okay, so about 10 yeah. or 11 and, and each time were you able to access a previous lifetime or? The more I did it, the better I got at it. Yeah. Yeah. And the more clear the details came More clear through. the details came through, yeah. How about you, Xavier? Have you done something like that? Is he is he taking you down that primitive oh, path? Um, no, we're going to have a session soon. We're about to. Yeah. We're have our first one. Uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I've had Very good. Um, other psychics do past life healing and release for me. And I yeah. can access my own anytime. Like I can do it easily. Well, if I if I may, <laughs> if I may, um, <laughs> no, no. And look, we can go down the same path if you want. Uh, you know, it's up like. to you. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, we're having fun, Rich. We're having so All much right, fun. All right, very good. All else. right, well, so so let's do a little mini version of uh, Xavier's um, journey. Okay, <laughs> and I'll ask different questions. Okay. So, but I need you to get in the boat. Get in that dang boat. So just imagine you're. Luana, help us okay, help we'll us out with this. Um, but put yourself <laughs> in a boat. Luana's in the boat with a parasol. Spinning <laughs> oh, all right, giving you a little shade. Yeah. And so I want your guide to come and sit across from us. And and that might be somebody you're aware of. Is it a male, a female, or a light? It's a big Maori dude. A oh, big, big Maori. Maori. Oh, excellent. Jason Momoa. Chi Chi who? Chi who? <laughs> So uh, let me ask you, um, sir, what's a name that we can use to refer to you or a letter? He's just smiling at me. Um, he, we can call you Mr. M. He's saying Momo. Momo, that's fine. Don't, let's not judge it. Okay, whatever. I won't don't refer ju to Don't judge it. It's all fun. He knows what we're doing. So okay. Momo, is that, can I refer to you as Momo? Yes. Okay, very good. And um, first, allow me to thank you for showing up to talk to us today. Is it, are you familiar with my work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are? Okay, very good. So I just want to thank you for, for showing up. Do you mind if I ask you some questions about Xavier's journey? Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> We could go visit her council. That's always a fun thing to do. And that might be something she should do. But I'm going to ask you, Momo, a little bit something different. Would you show and put in her mind's eye her life planning session? For this life? Yeah, for this life. Okay. Yeah. And yep. so uh, where are we? Are we inside or outside? Uh, sort of like mix, like uh, floating. Um there's like a white, it's like a screen. Like Here a screen. See-through screen surrounding me, 360, standing in the middle with a whole lot of all my soul family. Very good. And how many are here in the soul family, roughly? 
the number? As like a hundred, like like a hundred. Okay, very good. And yeah. and if I can, you have a key. You have your your council. These are people that are just like Mick has. These are key people who are really key. How many are those? Seven. So let's have seven. Very good. And could we, are they up front or how are they arrayed? I, I feel like I have to turn like they're around me. Oh, very good. Like a circle, semi-circle, like a circle. Very good. And if I may, I'm just going to ask for uh, the lead council member. Is it okay if I ask you some questions about Xavier's journey? Yes. Are you familiar with my work? Yes. What's your opinion? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just laughing at what he looks like. Sorry. <laughs> what does he look like? Go ahead, describe um, it. Sorry, like it's distracting me. So, uh, it looks like a tall, masculine energy, very dark skin, very pointy head, and uh, like a white outfit on that comes up close to the neck. Very good. Uh, what do you represent on Xavier's council? Oh, I'm just hearing I'm a family. Um, family. That's okay. That's a that's a term that refers to, you know, a group. And how do you represent that on other councils or just this one? Yes. Other councils. Very good. How many, if you don't mind me asking? Lots. You said seven, but then it added zeros. Like <laughs> 7,000. Yeah. Like, okay, very good. That's funny. Side because I'm, I see them in my mind's eye this way without looking at it. It distracts me. He's got a sense of humor. And what's a word that we can use to refer to you or a letter? I can't describe it. It's a sound. It's a sound. Okay, that's very common. But let's just, what's the first letter of that sound? An S, that a T. That just sounds like om. <laughs> om. Okay, very good. So can we call you Mr. Om? Does that be okay? I'm, I know it's a silly question. If you want, they're right. So, but let me ask you, how is our friend Xavier doing? Is she on the right path? <laughs> oh, that's nice. Exceeding our expectations. <laughs> Exceeding expectations. Very nice to hear. And why are you allowing her to witness this life planning session today? Why? What's important it's for her to access? Term, it's not allowing. Um, she doesn't need our permission because she's us. She's part of us. So. Okay, so she's capable. Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. And would you show her on the screen kind of what was – was she getting a preview of her life as Xavier? Xavier? Uh, there's like – Or options. There's oh, um, many versions. So it depended on – they're showing free will. So there's like multiple, multiple options of how different stages can play out um, depending on the choices – she made when she's on earth and how many uh, so you've got seven council members there do they all weigh in on the choices or does everybody in the room weigh in on the choices um they give advice and options and ideas and help you make decisions they don't tell you what to do because you get to choose and then everybody sort of puts their hand up so to speak of um what role they can play in the life so they can help you with the kind of path you're assuming you might take um but they also promises adding that they can reconvene so while i'm on um earth they're telling me that they also tune in and, and help change the path 
if that's what's needed. Um, to- like write new bits of the script, add in pages. <laughs> I love all the <laughs> Adding new page, like blue pages. Okay. Very good, Mr. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Ohm. I appreciate that. That's plan, and then it changes, and then just reconvene, and they have a little whisper and suss it out, and that's why. So there's some that are waiting that aren't in my life yet because they might pop in at certain times, at certain stages, if stuff changes. Cool. Very good. And and was this? Has she done this before? Is this every time that she has a lifetime? Does she have these options? Yes. Oh, and yeah. Can you, can you show her an option that she refused or rejected? Turned down. Do you mean when she was at the planning stage? Yeah. Was there anything that you showed her and she went, eh, done that, sorry? Or was it no, always. It wouldn't have been shown if she'd already done it. I see. So it was always in concert with the idea of this is a good idea. Kind in other words. Like, they're kind of like, how do you not already know this kind of attitude? Like, duh. <laughs> like, well, know, I would just so saying you already know, but you're obviously repeat like yeah, you're 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 explaining it like this for the listeners. <laughs> so saying, well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Ohm, which <laughs> is you're describing your relationship with Xavier, and this is how she chooses her lifetimes. But are you aware of other people, and perhaps on your other councils, where people are resistant to what you guys pitch to them in terms of what they should or shouldn't do with their lifetime? Have you ever have you ever run across somebody who opted out or said I, I don't think I could handle that? Yes. Um, yes, they still they still get to choose. They kind of they know that is sometimes hmm, they know that they're going to forget things when they get there, and they think yes, I know it's probably a good idea, but then I know it, it's basically going to suck when I get there. <laughs> if you're referring to daniel my fiance <laughs> he's gonna love that wow that's brilliant and that's so that brilliant his, um and yeah he's, he's <laughs> that's funny um some people right, yeah so they know be cranky they when they... right well and mr ohm just because you know it's on people's minds yeah the idea of I mean, someone like Xavier, who's had such great experiences, and you guys have guided her so well. But there are some people, of course, who've had problematic journeys, mm-hmm. including ones where they just can't believe that they're involved with such trauma. Let's just say. You said that's um, on the first level. It's not here. Right. It's not back there. But yeah. but am I correct in assuming that you? guys help them choose the traumatic journey so they could learn lessons yes yes that's why they go there does anybody come back home and and are upset over the fact that that the lessons that were too much or they had really people who take their own lives um Uh, their lessons were a bit much and they forgot their connections that had promised to help them when they came there so then next time life will be a whole lot easier I see. And so let me ask you about that because I've, I've encountered some people who that's been their option each time. I've done it so many times that the council is saying, oh, we're, look, we can't work with you because every time we give you difficulties, you you quit, Yeah, which ruins everybody else's journey because there's everybody else's in the play and the play gets screwed up because this guy keeps jumping off stage in the second act. They have to insist <laughs> that they have um, what's referred to and they're showing me this because they've shown me this before, um, that they're more of a floater in a life. So a life that's really easy where they may not achieve much, they might not be well-known by anybody, they just have an average job, average life, maybe no children, 
so no karma, that kind of thing. And um, they just float through life. So it's easier to help recalibrate them and then they can come home and, and start fresh. Well, Mr. Ohm, because I have you and because I can ask this question, mm -hmm. I'm familiar that the word karma in mm -hmm. Sanskrit means action or energy. And from that level, it appears that people choose an action or energy in order to learn it, overcome it, or master it. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that haunts them or follows them or a sin or baggage. Is that correct? Correct. And if you want to correct that for humans at all, I mean, maybe just talk about that a little a bit about what karma means or, or what your vision of it is. It's just the lessons that we choose so we can connect all of their versions of ourselves back together again when we're done. So we just want, we just have lots of experiences. So nothing is a punishment. Um, they're just an experience. They're just roles. So we can, we can try many different experiences um, and then go back to one. That's wow. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. And, and I, I really appreciate you uh, letting us talk about it. And so I have one more question for you. Is Could you show um, Xavier a classroom that she attends or that she likes to go to or her favorite class? Are we inside or outside? <laughs> the thing, do you mean here in between? Not in, not on the planet, but off the there, like which uh, is not uh, the body. Or do you on, mean on the flip side? I mean, in the, in her higher self has classes that she attends, and I want her to walk into one, and just tell me, are we inside or outside? <laughs> he said everything's. There's no inside. There's no physical. Here. All right, but I mean, I want to go to the classroom where the teacher is. I want to talk to that teacher. <laughs> so, could you bring a teacher forward for us is to talk to? Yeah, he's just laughing at how you want to see physical things when everything's just energy. Um, all right. So if you want to break, that's all we can see here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, if you want to see a physical teacher, he's like, well, I, I can just say, I, look, Om, you know me by now, and you know I've been to many classrooms and I've talked to many teachers. He's showing, so, he's yeah, showing but, like a hot teacher. <laughs> okay, very like, good. Is that a male or a female? Glasses and a mini skirt for you, for your entertainment. <laughs> and is that and so it's a, a, a female female teacher okay very good and if i may address her and talk to her what's her what's a name that we can use to address her or a sound or a letter madam madam thank you <laughs> madam could you tell us what your class is about what it, what what is it you're teaching how many students are in this classroom for example how many energetic oh. beings everyone's a student for this classroom it's just whether they choose to come here and remember what we teach and what they already know it's a manifestation class it's like creation oh very good and so if you don't mind i want you to take uh, xavier into a, into a typical classroom exercise where somebody's manifesting and if you don't mind how many students are in this particular construct where She's looking at people and you're teaching them how to manifest. How many people? A lot? A few? It's like endless. I can just see. There's a lot. Like, okay. It's like if there were walls, they would disappear and it just looks like infinity. Of numbers like of a giant walls. auditorium that goes forever. Yes. Okay. 
And I'm, the reason I ask is because, I, like I said, I've visited many classrooms. So this is an unusual class in manifestation. So if you don't mind, show us an experiment that, the, that you might have the students manifest. What would be a thing? Your mates, your mates just jumped in, Lou and Marlo. Of course. <laughs> rainbow I, me. <laughs> Lou and Marlo. Marley. Doing the rainbows. And, and Luana, I have met in at least one of her classrooms where she looked at me and said, what the hell are you doing here? It was a very unusual <laughs> moment. But and so that's why I want uh, I want this teacher to show you a, a, a physical act of manifestation. Are they making objects or are they making rainbows? They're making. Uh, it's like a solar system, like planets and and milky way and i'm just seeing yeah like a whole nother universe being created okay very good very good very good everyone's energy is making it together so is this more of an astrophysics class just to give it a quality or is this more about manifesting life on other planets anything everything oh, everything manifestation of energy right taking now, energy right now they're teaching how everyone can think the same thing at the same time and create a whole universe so if you don't mind, if if you could, if you were, we're going to put it on a blackboard, and I'm not saying you should, what is the formula for creating, manifesting something from intent? If you can just give her some qualities that are required. Do, we, do we have to, sorry? Belief. Belief. Okay, that's key. Because, Believing. yeah, and, and, and any more we can't can't explain more because you have to figure it like you have to learn it so if we we can't just tell people they have to remember they have to connect with this classroom at any time you can you don't have to be in between lives you can connect you can come to this classroom anytime you want to remember okay. how to manifest anything well i don't mean manifest on the planet on our planet which is a great quality uh, you've just described i'm uh, talking about creating other universes creating matter in other universes does it begin with intent i mean belief intent is there time is there pressure is there what are the qualities that are required to learn or at least to to create something because i've been in a class where they manifested crystal and and they described to me intent pressure pressure over time and and how that's how you create pink crystal like the whole class was working on various forms of it um i'm just being shown well they're just they're just having a giggle because um <laughs> i was someone uh, in one of my in-between lives i i helped decide that crystals should go in the planet earth <laughs> which, oh, I already, right. which was pretty cool so they're talking about it. i said oh funny you should mention crystal um because i thought it would be good for the planet and the people physical people and, and animals on the planet um well, let, let me ask you about that. And crystal, in terms of, is that correct? Does crystal retain energy, or is it a is it a radiation radiator of energy, or is it a receptor? All of the above. All of the above. Okay, very good. Thank and you. how do you how do you manifest crystal? Is it time and pressure and stuff over time, or is it just as simple as in Earth speak in Earth terms? It is. The, the way I'm translating is terrible because I'm not very sciencey. <laughs> oh, that's great. I don't think it makes sense to me, so I can explain it to you. So in Earth speak, there's all those elements, but really, it's just it just happens, like manifesting. I had a I had a dream the other night that I was manifesting something with my hands, feathers, 
and I was dreaming that I was in some kind of classroom and they were showing it to me. They were saying, well, here's how you do it. You and feather. Yeah. Yeah. And here. And so the feathers were appearing in front of me and I could see them go from light into the actual form. And I, and I was thinking to myself, oh, that's an unusual. Somebody was teaching me that. I don't know who that was. Might have been you. <laughs> they have. All right, I, you know. And by the way, uh, your teacher—did she give us a name? I'm sorry. Did she say Madam. a name? Madam. Madam. So, Madam, Madam I—are you familiar with uh, a an astrophysics teacher uh, that we refer to as Ma Durga, and she has eight arms? Is this somebody that you're familiar with, or no? No. She, but she, she's a teacher who's shown up. In, in enough times that it was like interviewing her. It is showing me so many layers, like so, so many, many layers, layers. so many player and so many different realms and so yeah, many different teachers and so many different classes, etc., yes. etc. Et but I will point out that Xavier is in a classroom that is like sort of beyond comprehension. It's so vast and so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So and it says a lot about her ability and talent mm. in this lifetime. Is that's the kind of classroom me i found myself in a classroom where uh, there were it felt like freshmen freshmen were there <laughs> yes, and they were and they were what they were doing was they were taking the ball bearings of these these objects and they were cleaning them and, okay. and what they said was these geometric shapes carry all the energy of the akashic records and and over lifetimes they get gunk on them and you have to clean that off. So you're polishing so, stones. And yeah. So I'm in the universe grading class. <laughs> I've never I'd never heard of such a thing in my life, but that yeah. idea of each class is a little bit different. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, let's thank everybody. I want to thank Madam. I want to thank, thank Mr. Ohm. Thank you for showing us this construct. It's fascinating. And I just I don't know how familiar I don't know how familiar Xavier is with, with the work I've been doing, but this is what people are reporting <laughs> a life planning session yours was very graphic and dramatic in the film mm -hmm. hacking the afterlife a guy uh who's a hypnotherapist now he was seeing himself in a giant auditorium like uh, the greek theater in hollywood and mm -hmm. he said you know there were thousands of people there but his front row like you there were seven you know counselors there who and he was giving a dissertation almost like for a wow. phd and he said, and I saw myself sitting with microfiche going over each lifetime and looking, looking, looking to find the things that he had not done. And mm. then he was now pitching what he was going to do. And and like you said, people in the audience would go, I'm playing your mother. <laughs> you know, and I'm your brother, Pete, you know, whatever. They offer to participate. Yeah, yeah so it was oh, wow. like, yeah. What you just described is literally in the film Hacking the Afterlife. Wow. Which I don't think you've seen. So, uh, no. Not, not like you. you <laughs> well, maybe, maybe because you know, dimensions. Yeah, on the flip side, you know, yeah. <laughs> they, they give out popcorn and, and tickets. <laughs> All right. well, it's nice to know we can do class while we're here, too. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. And yeah. they just added on the the whole difference to the class, how you visualized it um, being more of a classroom, and mine was like crazy. It's just yeah. showing it depends on how many times you've been in bodies and, and lives. So how many times we've been back. Mm. So the reference, yeah, the way it's yeah. yeah. I might have just been here more times. So I'm and when they said seven, I was one of the seven. They counted. 
And when Mick said six, they told me seven. So they counted him as one of the oh, seven. Funny. Okay. I was actually So thinking, you're both. I was yeah. confused because I was I said six, but I'm thinking seven. I'm like, no, no, six. Like I actually had that issue. Included, so I just we were included said, in the seven. So we were one of yeah, I sort of very I good. Right. Yeah, so they wanted okay. to clarify that it was seven, including us. So I don't know Rich, if we're a council in ourselves. Or not. Rich, Rich, no. I, I had a, I had a, I had a dream once, uh, like about a year ago or something, and I knew it wasn't a dream because there's a difference between when you have a dream that you remember and something that you feel like you actually experience. And it's yeah. similar to when we do past life regressions. You know, you can imagine a story in your head and it feels like an imagination, and then there's other times where you have an actual past life experience, and it's like. Oh my god, that was so real because I felt yeah. every part and the bits I didn't make up, it just came to me. <laughs> so I had this dream that I was in the classroom and I was sitting at the front with the professor, <laughs> and the professor would say something and I'd say, Oh, so it's kind of like, and I'd give like an analogy, and the professor stopped and looked at me and went, No. <laughs> and then the professor went on to say something else. And as I went to say ask a question, he looked at me and said, probably not, before I could even open my mouth. <laughs> I remember you and we all laughed. And I, did, I didn't feel bad. Like, I laughed as well. And he goes. Right, because it's like, oh, you've been in the class. So yeah, you whatever. Know. Uh, no, yeah. And, yeah, it was very funny. So I laughed as well. He's like, probably not. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, maybe just sit on the other side. So I was still at the front, but I had to sit on the other side of him. Wow. And then I felt more comfortable. I had no idea what any of that meant. I still don't wow. know what it means. But it's interesting you talk about well, how you had an experience sounds- of being in a class. You know, well, yeah. it sounds yeah. exactly like what we're talking about. I mean, okay. and, yeah. and just to bring Luana back into this Please. conversation, it was it was when when I did my first between life session, my first hypnotherapy session with Jimmy Quast of Eastern Hypnosis, and he and you know he said, "Where do you want to go?" I said, "Well, I want to go visit my friend." I was thinking I wanted to visit Luana, but I found myself in a classroom, and this teacher seemed like she knew me and she introduced me to the class and she was wow. like oh it's my friend richard you know and i'm thinking to myself i don't know these people <laughs> but they all seemed really excited you know oh the teacher's friend is here you know so we had this conversation about geometric shapes etc cetera, etc cetera. and then the hypnotherapist jimmy said where do you want to go next i said well i want to see my friend luana and now i found myself in this giant auditorium and i could i was up up, up high on the rows, and Luana was in the back row with her friends, and I could see her, but she was about age 20, 10 years before I met her, wearing a ponytail, blonde hair, and I manifested right, right, like about 10 rows down, and I could see it down below like a teacher, but he was super tall, like 10 feet tall, green, but this was like maybe 150 rows, something like that, and so I start talking, Jimmy Qua says, where are we? I said, well, I'm, we're in a classroom, and uh, this is a healing light of the universe class, and they teach how to how to channel the healing light of the universe into doctor. And one of the students turned to me and said, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and everybody froze. Like I had appeared in front of, and, and, like, and I even said to Jimmy, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> And, and Luana's looking at me and she's like, what the fuck? What are you doing here? What are you doing? You're interrupting my class. And I, I just, and I thought, you know what? I am so far into deep space. I might as well continue. I said, okay, they don't want me here. Anyway, so this class is about, and I turned to the student what are they gonna and I do? said, yeah, I turned to the student and said, okay, look, I understand not everybody signs up to heal everybody and not everybody signs up to get healed. They want to learn the, 
energy of those lifetimes where they aren't healed. Mm -hmm. And the guy looked at me and said, oh, I guess you do know. And then he wow. turned back. So okay. it was like, a, you know, a slap and then a, an applause. And anyway, mm -hmm. So now cut to two years later. I'm seeing Scott DeTamble in Claremont, California. We're doing this research. I'm filming him do sessions. He says, Rich, why don't you try an, another session? Let's see what happens. I thought, oh, great. I'll see if that was all fake, you know, whatever. And he starts counting me down. And I said, you don't have to count. I'm there. And I was back in the classroom. But it was like 10 seconds later, two years later. And wow. I'm with Luana, and she's introducing me to this 10-foot-tall teacher. And now we're all the way to the front of the classroom. And I'm looking up at this 10-foot-tall green fella, and he's looking kind of stern, you know. And and she's like, ah, this is my friend. I'm so sorry. I, he's doing some kind of goofy film project, and my apologies. <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking, you know, it's like that Shakespeare nightmare. You wake up and you're trying to figure out what play you're in. <laughs> yeah. And so the teacher looks at me and says, so what do you want to know? And I was Whoops. like, all right. But I, I, thank God, I just allowed my higher mm. self to know. I said, look, so was I accurate about, you know, the classroom and blah, blah, blah. And this is where people learn how to channel the healing light. Of the, well, yes, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. It was fascinating. So classrooms are very present mm. in our flip side experience for everybody. Mm. And I've never gone to, a, well, I've never gone to a classroom live in a podcast before. We've wow. gone to councils. Wow. But I, yeah. And, and a life planning session. How wild was that? Did you yeah. hear that? She had like a three sixty degree visual. I hadn't visual. seen my own before. I've seen others. I've take like I've seen it for them and explained it to them, but I hadn't seen my own. But thank you so much for the experience. That was great. It's like Minority Report going on there, where you got a screen and you can just. It was like yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Floaty, yeah. and, and that's how I've been shown it is, and I've seen it for other people. But it looked big for mine. Like I feel like I've done this so many times, and the soul grip is massive. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I hope you send me a recording of today's session so I can transcribe it yeah, as well as, as well as, you know, don't forget to record her session when you do that session. Yes. Yeah. yeah good point. Yep. Yes. You know, yeah, make sure. <laughs> and, you know, you might do it on this. Yeah, we you probably don't... will. And it's good. Be hypnosis, though, as well. Sometimes you can forget some details. Um, because yeah, you're as long as you record it. Yeah, so yeah, recording's yeah. good for that. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been fortunate because uh, that was the Newton method, which is he would record everything and give yeah. the client, you know, a copy. And so when I first started filming, you know, they were okay with that. And that allowed me then to, you know, just film everything and then go back and transcribe it. it. Yeah. And then also I found, and I'm sure this may be with your clients, where I would tell them, you know, especially the ones who said, I really, you know, I think I made it all up and I don't know if I went anywhere and da 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 da. I'd say, no, take, make a transcript, listen to it again, type up exactly what you saw, and then add any new details. And okay. as they do that, new information comes. It's, it's like two, two bites at the same apple. Mm, very true. Yep. yep. Wow. I'm going to start writing a book about all the parts <laughs> I've had with my partner um my twin flame and yeah it's easy danny danny yeah. boy danny <laughs> so um yeah if you just go back and see a couple of notes that we've written down about our past life i can then just read that and go okay well, let's go back into it to get more information 
for the book because wow. that's my intention. It would be easy just to tune back. Oh, that's great. Very good. Very yeah. good. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can, how can how can people um, follow what you're doing? It's kind of it feels yeah. like it's hard for them to to not follow you. I guess you're kind of yeah. everywhere. Well, how do people I'm get not... away from you, Richard? How <laughs> <laughs> do you want them to find you? Question. Man, that's hilarious. Uh... Just follow me to the pub, and we can sit down and have a pint. Cheers, um, mate. Yeah, great. Cheers. There you go. Um, <laughs> No, I, uh, let's see. So hackingtheafterlife.com is the podcast. Martinizone.com is YouTube. the videos from the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and then richmartini.com has links to articles and fun stuff, <laughs> toys. No. Um, <laughs> but my books, you know, translated in different languages, Portuguese, Italian, you know, Spanish, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, th that's those are the three main places and then if you're desperate uh, if you go to gaia gaia if you yeah. sign up for gaia um there's i think about four or five episodes with uh george nuri and beyond belief but there's three films one is flip side the mm -hmm. uh the first film that i made about michael newton and his work then i made one called talking to bill paxton my old friend the actor and I had three different mediums talk to them simultaneously, different times, you know, different, the same questions, different people. In, case, in one case, I wasn't even there. I have to warn wow. people because I was doing, filming these things and caught loud, noisy coffee shops, restaurants, because I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I have to be in a sound stage. It was like, yeah. oh my gosh, here's a medium, blah, blah, blah. So people do get a little disconcerted because it's not, you know, you're in a, weird coffee shop and somebody's you know awesome. and then the third one is uh hacking the afterlife which is a little bit more controlled and that is really kind of a compendium of the past uh 10 years because uh, newton's in it brian weiss is in it uh Blamba. all the research that i've done and sort of you know put in a box so if i get if i have bus tomorrow people can um knock on wood people can yeah uh, you know see kind of for themselves it's just a different thing it's one thing to experience it as we know mm. it's another thing to see it see somebody else experience it mm. but the idea is to open up the door to possibilities mm. because you know what we've just demonstrated here in a very unusual way as luana so gracefully came forward and and marlon brando came <laughs> forward to let us know <laughs> they're not far away. They're not hard to access. And they're, they want to help. They want to communicate. Yeah. They don't want us to have fear about that stuff, but they also want us to grow so that we can access. Listen, my main thing about this research is if it's true what we're saying, that we come back here, then doesn't it make sense to leave behind fresh water, fresh air, fresh earth? if not yeah. for our children, but for our own possible return. Yeah, yeah, very good message. I mean, trees are an extension of our, our lungs, really. Without trees, what are our lungs doing? Why, no would you, why would you kill the guy who makes you breathe? Yeah, that's to, it. To me, that's insane. I mean, look, I understand, I, you know, I would everywhere, but, but still, I, and I've had yeah. conversation, I'm sure you guys have well as well, where, someone says i'm in a sacred grove i'm seeing myself you know among trees and then i'll say well can you go over and hold that tree hug the tree and then while they're doing that i say do you feel any kind of a sentient 
sentience associated with the tree and they'll yes mm -hmm. and then i ask the tree can i ask you some questions and so i asked the tree one tree i said so how do you view humans <laughs> and this tree said insects no they're a little bit they're a little bit more annoying you know <laughs> and so and then and then insects the other tree, chainsaws <laughs> yeah and then the other tree i said uh so how do we help affect climate change and the tree said plant more trees i said how many he said a trillion i oh, said really? a trillion and it turns out i didn't know this but there's sad an estimated got a, yeah sad guru yeah, got a thing where he's he's working oh on is that trying now. to yeah but it well, was a to plant a trillion trees was exactly oh, what you're saying i didn't yeah. know that but i mean yeah. the idea of as he was pointing out was that the more oxygen you bring the temperature down because there's more oxygen and that just makes sense but i got it from a tree and he was saying, I didn't realize that there's there used to be four trillion trees on the planet. That was the estimate. Right. And then there's a trillion missing. Yeah. So obviously, in order to rebalance the planet. Now, listen, a trillion trees is a lot of trees. Yep. And even, you know, there's only 200 and some countries on the planet. And even if each one of them plants a billion, we're not going to get to a trillion. So yeah. it is a tall order. But if we can aim towards it, at the very least, we got a shot at riding the boat. Yes. I love it. I love it. Or that? not ending up in another boat like Noah's Ark. <laughs> That's right. Ending up in your boat, Mick. Or in my Come boat. On. Exactly. Your boat. I like that. Uh, yeah. Picture yeah. yourself on a boat on a river. Spent a lot of time in that boat. That's fine. Yeah. Very good. Um, it's been so wonderful having you with us. Like, what and a sharing treat. this gift. Um, oh, my God. And bringing so your friends. <laughs> yeah. How weird Thank is you. that? Thank you. We did not plan for Luana to show up here today, right. but I can't I can't wait to share this podcast on my podcast. So yes. please do yeah. send me a recorded link. Easy. The easiest thing we could do. Absolutely. Cheers, mates. Thank you so much for coming. I hope to see you in this life. We will, I'm sure. Yeah, somewhere at, face of it. at a pub. Very good. All right, ciao. <laughs> Thanks, bye, Richard. Bye. bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife Podcast. For more information, martinizone.com or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.